Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. Call me hashtag boss, the other people's mentor. And this is episode 341 of the show. <laughs> this is a really great episode. And so many times you've probably heard me over the last couple of days, weeks, maybe even a month talking about your intention. Um, I did a bit of a training back in February on this you might have listened to, but this is kind of the culmination of your intention mattering. And this is, this is one of my higher level trainings I do for some of our leaders in our organization. And I think a lot of you are probably just going to get a a little bit of an inside scoop on uh, just some of the really awesome trainings we get. So I hope you love this episode. And if you do, all I ask you to do, of course, is screenshot it, put it in your story, tag me, tag some friends so I can reshare some of these. Most importantly, if you can subscribe to the, the People's Mentor podcast, I would really appreciate it. And then if you leave a five-star review because you feel so inclined, I also would appreciate that so we stay ad-free. Today's reviewer of the show is Tiffany Wicks. You ruined my experience. Five stars. <laughs> I used to listen to all the podcasts. I can't now. I only listen to Jesse Lee. Your energy and passion to serve and accelerate is like a raw bone we fellow beast mode builders just can't chew on enough. Thank you for ruining all other podcast experiences. Okay, I still love me some Andy Sforzella. <laughs> and making my daily fish washing, fish washing far more internal. I don't know if it's maybe supposed to be exciting. <laughs> anyway, I love it. I don't know what it means by daily fish washing, but I'm gonna find out. I want to know. So at any rate, thank you so much for your reviews, guys. That was super fun giving away the $1,500. And I hope you love this episode of the show on intention mattering. Anyway, so, all right, so we're going to jump in now to think like a monk for the last part of the call here, and we're going to start into where we were right at the end, and I didn't really have a time, had time last week to go through this, but we were talking about finding out your deep-rooted whys of why you're doing something. Why are you showing up? What is the reason that you're performing? What is the reason you're building your business? Why do you show up on TikTok? Why do you do the Instagrams? Why do you do the Facebooks? Why do you speak on Clubhouse? And so I love this because he literally writes down, he says, take a desire you have and ask yourself why you want it. Keep asking until you get to the root intention. And what I really liked was he said the most common answers, and I love that he just gives permission for this to be what it is. Most common answers, and there's nothing wrong with them, are to look and feel good, security, service, and growth. Okay. Don't negate intentions that aren't good. Just be aware of them, he says, and recognize that if your reason isn't love, isn't growth, isn't knowledge, the opportunity may fulfill important practical needs, but it won't feel emotionally meaningful. And that's where I think sometimes we get really caught up for sure, Melissa. Yeah, we get really caught up in our businesses and we stop being happy when we're not deeply emotionally uh, satisfied, right? So we're most satisfied when we're in the states of progress, which is why I spent the first half of this call giving you ideas on how to progress, learning and achievement. So the most common answers are to look and feel good, security, service, and growth. Okay. And so he goes in to talk about how as monks, they learn to clarify if their intentions are, uh, seeds or if they are weeds, seeds or weeds. Those are weird words. Say it out loud. Seeds, weeds, seeds, weeds. All right. I don't know why I keep repeating it. Seeds, weeds. It's weird, right? Doesn't it? I don't know. Whatever. Nice with me. Fine. Okay. When you plant a seed, it can grow obviously, right? Into a huge tree. It can, a seed can grow into a huge tree that's expansive and provides shade and fruit and shelter for everybody, right? 
That would be like a broad intention, he says, right? Like love or like compassion or service, right? It's the purity of your intention, but it has nothing to do with what career we choose. So we choose a career in sales. And I want you to think, I just want to give you permission that that's okay, right? It's okay that we're selling, that we're recruiting, that we're building, that we're leading, right? Okay. Like as an example, he uses an example of a traffic officer and he talks about how, you know, there's those police officers who they can give out speeding tickets, but they don't do it by showing off their power, right? Like how many of you had a speeding ticket before? I got one when I went to visit Brittany Anderson in Arkansas, okay? <laughs> All right, I got one. That sucked. All right, and uh, he wasn't making a show of his power. He was nice about it. He was just like, hey, uh, let's not speed anymore. Let's, let's slow it down. Almost like the same compassion maybe uh, a parent might have with their child when you're just kind of annoyed with them, right? There wasn't any yelling. There wasn't any whatever. Um, but if, 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 your tensions, if your intentions are vengeful, he says, or self-motivated, you end up growing weeds. And the weeds in your life usually are started with ego, greed, envy, anger, pride. We just did a whole call on pride, right? Competition or stress. Like, the only thing I could think of when I was reading that is think of the people who achieve at very high levels and are clearly so unsatisfied. They might have just grown a giant weed, right? They might not have grown really anything wonderful. And so just, just check that because here's what happens. He also uses the example of people who go to like, how many of you have ever been in a breakup and you were never broken up before? <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. And have you ever gone to the gym and built like your revenge body? Anyone ever done that before? <laughs> like you go to the gym and you're like, oh, I don't want to. Right, well, I mean, I have whatever. I'm not too shy to say yes. I'll admit it. Okay. And he talks about how when that's the reason why you're going to the gym and it's not for health and it's not for, you know, maybe um, meditation and motion, right? And it's not for all of these reasons, like maybe you want to be um, understood or loved or whatever it is. Um, you do get strong and you do reap health benefits, right? But if your actual motivation was provoking your ex to be like, oh my God, they're so hot, right? It's just not coming from a good place. Okay, and what ends up happening in situations like that, he says, is a lot of the time that revenge body leaves you feeling the same frustration and loneliness as you had to begin with when you were leaving the relationship. So when you shift the intention to I want to be physically strong, I want to be emotionally healthier, etc., you will get in shape, yes, but you'll also be emotionally satisfied. So think of the intentions of why you're doing what you do, okay? We have to be the gardeners of our own lives, right? The gardeners of our own lives. So if we start planting the seeds with good intentions instead of bad intentions, we get to watch and see what they become. And then when the little weeds pop up, we just remove them when they get in our way, right? You just pluck. It's easier to pluck a weed from a beautiful garden than it is to... Uh, to try to put a flower inside of a garden of weeds, right? So, um, you, you know, obviously we all know you can't 
plant a garden of beautiful flowers and just leave it to thrive on its own. That's why training is so important. That's why, you know, personal development is so important. That's why getting around people that motivate you and elevate you is so important because you could start off as the most perfect bed of flowers ever. I don't know if any of you have ever lived next to a neighbor who like has the most beautiful yard and then they stop taking care of it and the grass gets 10 feet tall well more like two feet tall I think grass stops after a while but then all uh it starts getting covered in dandelions and it gets all of the flowers start dying and there's you know bush all over the place by the way how funny was Angela last night when she said what what just happened my zoom just crashed oh okay that was weird I don't know what just happened my whole screen just went black and then it came back. Um, when she said, did you guys hear her? She said, oh, where did you watch from? The bush? Were you watching from inside the bush? I thought that was hysterical. All right. And so it was a great reminder for even when you think you're, you're hearing crickets. Obviously, people are watching, but I thought that was hysterical. So at any rate, I love this. I'm going to read this. Um, a lot of the time, I think you also have to remember that Things inside you have way deeper intentions and a great reminder is how you do one thing is how you do everything. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And I think I was ruined by Andy Frisella three years ago when I heard that podcast where he's shrieking at people about people. I mean, you know, he's a, he cusses a lot, but he's talking about the people who are disgusting and leave toilet paper like on the floor of a bathroom or paper towels on the floor of a bathroom he's or or uh carts in a uh parking lot at a Costco or whatever and he's like that mother he's like that's how your whole life is a disaster you're so like he's screaming right and it was just really eye-opening to me because I thought because now if there's any time I'm gonna catch myself not picking up somebody else's nasty paper towel and throwing it away I'm like Oh my God, Andy Frisella is going to know. How would he know? I don't know, girl, but he's going to know. So I always make sure I pick up the nasty stuff, right? But I love that because it's really true in your life. You're so focused on who you are at a deeper level. And this is really this monk philosophy, right? Is how you're doing one thing is how you do everything. And he tells a story of just people who are, you know, you, you might show up in one way to try to impress somebody, but who are you really? And he went through this whole study he describes about good Samaritans. And they set, it was a setup, but nobody really knew. And people who tended to be people who are just good-natured people, they just tend to be kinder. They set up this guy like, you know, he's hunched over, he clearly needs help. And it was literally like every person, it was predictable based off of all of their actions that they had been studying, who was going to stop and be a good Samaritan? Who was going to stop and say, hey, I'm here to help? Because how people were doing one thing is how they do everything. And so it goes on to hear, here to say, uh, Lawrence Freeman, he's a monk, said in his book, Aspects of Love, quote, everything you do in the day, from washing to eating breakfast, having meetings, driving to work, watching television, or deciding instead to read, and then it's in italics to be important, right? Everything you do is your spiritual life. It is only a matter of how consciously you do these ordinary things. So it's, I mean, like, I get it. We get tired. I get it. We have bad days. I get it. We don't feel like doing stuff a lot of the time. I understand. But when you think of even the business in general and you talk about how we always, we always can tell when somebody's good, right? 
we've all said that, right? You always know from like, it's like day 10 and you already know when somebody's going to be your next, you know, four five, six, right? You just know. They're the ones on calls that are like this, right? They're the ones who are like, yes, they're in the DMs. They're very present. They do everything with the same level of intensity. I would just ask for you, you don't have to do it right now, but just reflect on the ways that you've been showing up, Right? Maybe we're stuck at the levels we're stuck at because we do just kind of lackadaisically jump on calls. We do kind of halfway listen. And it's tempting. Oh my God, I know it's tempting, especially when we're sitting in front of a computer to like be on the computer and like, no, I can listen to both. I know, like I'm human. Oh my God, it's a lot of calls. I know, okay? But maybe just getting that 1% better, right? Maybe just being a little bit more present because if I can tell you anything, it's you've got your team watching you at all times, right? So, um, yay, Mimi. She says she told her story on GoPro. She was one of the 20 who's been selected to speak on Saturday. Yay. I don't know what you're talking about, but yay. Oh, I love it. I actually learned from Brittany Anderson. I think it was this weekend. You can like drag and drop people's faces. So if people are like really jacking your energy because they're sitting on the calls and they're just being like little, you know, whatever, since you're all running calls, just drag them and drop them on another page. She was showing me on a champ call. She's like, oh no, I have to grab that person's face. I put them on page 10. I said, page 10. She's like, well, what if they get bumped up somehow? I don't want to see them. Get them out of here. Like, oh my God, you know, but they were sitting there like, I don't know, like sleeping on the call. I didn't blame her, but I thought it was, I thought it was kind of funny. I didn't know either. So that's a new thing. So if somebody's energy is, you know, messing with you and your call, uh, cause I mean, I used to be really quick to snap, right? So I would be the person who's like, Melissa, you know, that would definitely be me, you know, in the past, not now. Okay. But, uh, I would be that person who's like, look at the phone. I don't know. That's really scary and aggressive. I don't like it one bit. But instead of that, like, you can just grab it and just, boop, scoot him. It'll, boop, bump like a Jenny Lynn, you know, to your, boop, it'll bump you a little Megan Hunter over, whatever. So move people around. Yeah, you can, you can, you can control that. So little Zoom tick, just a little Zoom tip. You should all put Megan Hunter on your front screen. I agree with that. She's usually like this on your calls. If you need a hype man, I love having her. Amanda's the same way, though. Amanda's, like, always like this. Like, I'm like, y'all so into these calls. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So, okay. So live your intentions. He goes into, so simply having the intention to be better, to do more, to get better, to be rank, whatever, to achieve whatever it is. It's not enough just to have the intention. And I know, you know, that because we've had many of call, many calls about manifesting is not just thinking on it. It's the actions that it takes, right? We have to take action to make sure those seeds grow. If I said, oh, wow, I've got an attitude problem. I should probably work on patience. If I didn't actively work on being more patient, we wouldn't be having a call like this today. Okay. I can't just say, I would love to be a more patient leader. It just, it's not a thing. I would love to, you have to take the actions because nobody is going to create your life for you. That's like a banger. I know nobody is going to create your life for you. And this is a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. He said, those who love peace must learn to organize as effectively as those who love war. Oh, two totally separate intentions. Peace, war, love, war. It requires the same amount of action, the same amount of organization, right? So where are you putting your energy is all this is really saying. And so 
He goes on to talk about when people come to him, and I know you're going to hear yourself in this, come to you seeking guidance. Think about your coaching calls. Think about your live videos. Your live videos are probably worse than your coaching calls. How many of you constantly hear these two words? I wish, 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 I wish. And it's always like, it's everything. I wish my team did more of this. I wish I could have the same rank, but make more money. I wish more people were attracted to me. I wish I had more time. They say it in everything though. I wish my partner loved me better. I wish my relationship were more serious. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. It's all these wishes. I wish I was lucky like you. I wish I could drive a free car. I wish I could buy everything. Okay, Sasha, I buy everything on wish. Shut up. (laughs) I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. We hear this all the time, okay? But we never say, I wish I could be more organized. You never hear people say, I wish I could be more focused and could do the hard work right? Because we don't vocalize what it actually takes to get us where we want. You know, I wish I could hit MVP multiplier, baby, baby. You know what you need to do to hit multiplier, baby. You just do the actions. Y'all all got big followings. There's no one on here without a big following. Are you sending the messages? Are you creating the content? Are you talking about ketones? Like, what are you doing? Every single one of you, right? Like, you could all do it without a doubt. I have, I have no doubt in my mind that every single one of you, if I said, all right, like, I'm just saying you could all do it. I'm not saying you'll all do it. But if I said the new standard to be a champ is, okay, not coming for me. Let's say this is Brian, okay? Let's say Brian calls you and says, the new standard to be a champ is MVP multiplier first of the month. You won't get access to any champ calls. You don't get any access to any COC swag. You're not going to be able to be call yourself a champ anymore. You got to call yourself something else. I don't know. Like, how many would be like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Just because you would understand it's possible. That's all I'm trying to say to you is like, where have you been putting self-imposed limits? What have you been telling yourself is hard because parts of your life have been hard around you, right? This has remained the same, quite frankly, easy job, right? What we do is very easy. It's very simple, right? Where are we overcomplicating things in our minds? Because your business never got more complicated, right? Well, MVP multiplier, I should say, never got more complicated. There's definitely parts of your business that start to get a little more complicated as you start leading. You get new challenges, right? But what about, what about that for a perspective, right? What about that little mind switch? Like, well, I wish, I, well, maybe I should just post more, huh? Maybe I should talk more about the ketones, right? What is that little one degree shift, as we always say, that can just shift your entire perspective to go closer towards your actual goals, right? And so, I know, I'm sure you've all heard this story, but it's one of my favorites. And I just want to remind you the amount of, I just want you to recognize the amount of work I know you put in, the amount of perseverance I know you all put in, in order to achieve what you have. Okay. Like, I think sometimes we forget what it takes to get to rank seven, rank eight, nine, 10, legend. It's so easy to think I don't even know what, what people think, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what people think, but I love this, this story. I'm sure you've all heard it. I don't even know if it's real, but it's about Picasso. Some of you might know where this is going to, right? As the tale goes, a woman sees Picasso in a market. She goes up to him and she says, would you mind drawing something for me? Sure. He says in 30 seconds later, he hands her a remarkably beautiful little sketch. That will be $30,000. Picasso says, 
But Mr. Picasso, how can you charge me so much? The drawing took you 30 seconds. Madame, says Picasso. No, that just took me 30 years. Oh, oh, come on. I don't know if you've heard that before. I think I heard that for the first time, maybe 10 years ago. I forgot it. And then I was like, I got to share that with you, right? Listen, everything you do well is because of compounded growth that you've done. I'm telling you, you need to remember that sometimes. So what is your intention behind it? The effort behind everything you've achieved, it's the invisible part. Nobody sees the late nights. Nobody sees the tough conversations where your partner's like, get off the phone, right? Nobody sees the, 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 the courageous conversations you have on the phone and then it smooths out everything and everyone's peaceful again. Nobody sees that. Nobody sees all these little micro things that have turned into this, mo- this massive macro business. But every single one of you is doing the work every single day. Because you're not over there wishing. And some of you might be in a stage where you're kind of wishing it were easier. Or I wish customers would fall in my lap, right? Well, how many lives does Mel have to do to get where she's gotten? How many lives did Kristen Morris have to do before she started getting 30,000 views on every freaking live she ever does? I don't know what the answer to that question is, right? Every single step of your journey, though, think of how, how much work we've actually put into it. Think of the investment, the life it requires to get to your goals before you beat yourself up, right? And so life is so much more meaningful when you don't just attach it to a title, And I say that to all of you because this is a very high-level conversation. I think we can agree. It's so easy. It's so easy to attach it to a title. It's so easy to get caught up in whatever. Like, last night, the legend conversation, like, it just makes me kind of barfy because it's just a title. Like, I mean, I've wanted to be legend for a long time, so it's really cool. But, like, I don't want to, like, I don't like the idolization of really what we've all built. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe that's like a weird thing about my heart behind it or whatever. But I mean, it's really cool. Okay. I like, I'll get, I've, I screamed a lot. Don't, don't misunderstand me. When I got the text message, I lost my noodle a little bit, but like life is so much more than a rank. It's so much more than a title. It's so much more than a promotion. And if your intention is all around grind, 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 where is the beauty you're missing inside of it? And I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm a hustler. Y'all know, like, I'm not going to pretend I'm not, but I also want to explain to you, cause we haven't had a balanced conversation on this call in a really long time. It's been over a year. Remember I did the call with the pie. We all have the same pie. We all have the same pie, but where do you need to put more time in your pie? That's what balance is. Where is your intention? I will tell you, I get sleepy when I sit in, like we're we're going to Hawaii in a couple of days, right? I cannot sit on the beach for hours. It drains me. I can't sit in hammocks for hours it kills me. I can't sit down for coffee at a coffee shop in Frisco for two hours and chill. I can't. It makes me exhausted. I can't have small talk conversations like, well, how's, how's the weather over there? It's cold. What's the next conversation? Do you want to know business tips? Like that kills me. My pie for like conversation like that is like this big. 
I like the two-hour massage, and then that's that's enough for weeks, man. I can't, I don't like it. I get so energized by this. I will have fire energy for the rest of the day because this is my, I think, seventh call of the day. I love it, but that's me. So where's your balance inside of it? What do you need to do? Where is your intention with your life? I understand the harder I work in here, A, the more fulfilled I am, and B, Guys, I like nice stuff. I like going to hotels and then being confused why I look like I look and I'm renting a $2,000 a night hotel room. It makes me feel razzle-dazzled inside, okay? I liked checking into a hotel yesterday, parking the Lamborghini outside. They didn't even know how, they didn't even move it. They didn't even valet it because they couldn't figure out how to turn it on, okay? They didn't know how to launch the spaceship, all right? I love it! And then I walked out of there and the guy was like, um, 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 this is yours? I went, yeah, it's mine. He looked at me like this. I said, yeah, no, no. It's, did you look at my Instagram? It's right there on the side of the door. He's like, oh my God. Right? I love that. But what is it that's going to fulfill you? My God, just do that. My life is very meaningful because I've defined myself so much more by my intentions. My soul sets on fire when you guys achieve ranks. I don't care if you haven't noticed when I achieve rank. I don't care. I do care when you do. I care that these little these little mixed tiles, I get to like lift them up and like boop, 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 boop. That gets me so excited. That excites me. So I pour and I pour and I pour and I pour. It made me think about Trent Shelton when I was reading this. Because think about it. If all of your worth right now is wrapped up in prove it. If all of your worth is wrapped up in that rank that you've been pushing for and you get on other people's calls and you're, you're sobbing because Jenny Lynn, well, that wouldn't make sense. I was going to say Jenny Lynn at rank six or whatever. Like you're crying, you're, you're distraught because Jamie Lynn's rank seven or whatever it is. Your whole identity is wrapped up in this when your life is worth so much more. That's all I'm trying to say. You're so much more than this. Don't feel me on that. Do you remember when Trent tells his story and he was, his whole life, he was so sure that he was an NFL player. He was just an athlete. He was just the best athlete. And then he wasn't. Right? Like then he wasn't. And he went through the huge stage of depression. He lost his entire identity. Everything was around that. And then he switched to living intentionally. And he switched into sustaining a life of purpose. And he switched to sustaining a life of meaning that isn't tied to what he accomplishes, but to, what, to, to who he is. So who are you as a person? Because I'm telling you, you get to rank 7, 8, 9, 10 legend when you do step into your purpose. You don't achieve all those ranks just by getting tied into everything has to be this specific way. All I am is this business. It's not true. All of you, I'm looking at how many, how many, five times five, looking at 25 faces, right? I'm looking at 25 faces of people who are so, <laughs> so much more than just a business owner. So, I was talking last night to Melissa Hartman. And I love this. She said her word of the year was bold. And she said, you know, I should have made it. And I said, it's only February, girl. Switch your word of the year. Be bold and switch your word of the year to and. And she's like, I want to be an amazing business owner and an amazing mom and an incredible wife and an awesome friend and, 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 and. And I'm just telling you, why not? Well, why not? 
right? If your intention is to support your family, well then maybe you decide today you need to be more generous and you need to be more present and you need to be harder working and you need to be more organized. I don't know. What are the things that you know that you need to do? If your intention is to help people, maybe you need to embody somebody that is kinder, right? Maybe you need to embody somebody who's more open-hearted, somebody who's more innovative, maybe somebody who recognizes people's strengths and not just weaknesses. Like, what are those things? You know, if your goal is to have a better relationship, maybe you plan dates. You see how this literally applies to everything? Maybe you buy gifts. Maybe you say nicer things to your partner. Maybe you start finding where your flaws are in the relationship so you can heal together, right? Like, that's how this works. Maybe you get a hair, well, there's a lot of women on here, men. Maybe you get a haircut so you look a little less scruff and duff for them, okay? Clean it up, man. Just kidding, David, you're so handsome. You're the only boy on my screen right now, all right? Like, (laughs) you're always handsome, right? Like, what are those little things we can do so that our partners do feel appreciated. And then once you know the why, this is all still on the why, the why behind the work that you're doing in your personal relationships and in your romantic relationships and in your business relationships, consider the work behind the the want. What is the work you have to put in? Personally, emotionally, mentally, physically, the actual work itself. What does it actually take to get the nice house? What does it take to have the nice home? What does it take to have the healthy relationship? Put in the work, okay? And what I would suggest you do, and I got this because I found my goals list. I'll let you guys go right after this. Um, I found my goals list from 10 years ago, and it's really cool. I'm so glad I kept it. It's a goals list that I made where it's got one-year goal, three-year goal, five-year goal. And I forgot this part of it, and so I'll share this with you. Not only did I write it all out, but on each of the goals. So like, let's say goal one for six months was something like... um, I don't even, oh yeah, like one of the goals for six months was like move to DC and live in an apartment. And then underneath of it, I've totally forgot about this. I wrote down three steps. So this is like your homework assignment to do for whatever it is you want in your life. I wrote down three steps that I needed to take in order for that to happen. Kind of cool, right? Like what are the three things you need to do to hit rank seven, eight, nine, ten? Right? What are the three things you need to do to move into a different house? What are the three things you need to do to have a healthier relationship? What are the three things you need to do to have, I don't know, both Courtney's are here. So the birth that you want, right? What are the three things, or Kelsey's here too. So all these pregnant, is somebody else pregnant? Does anyone else have anything to tell me? Good Lord. All right. But anyway, uh, I'm just asking. Good God. All right. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm just making sure. Seems very fertile in this era in the Zoom. Very fertile. Be careful, guys. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, but anyway, my point being, where are, what are the three things that you've got to do? Right. And I think that even writing that down, it made my vision casting that much clearer because even on the goals that obviously I didn't move to DC because I ended up getting a luxury apartment in Frederick and turning the business full time, those simple steps that I wrote down allowed me to know what work I had to do. And if you're not sure what you need to do, go to your role model who has already done it. Who is the person? that has already fulfilled the intention that you have for your business or your life or whatever it is, right? Like you all need to get around people who are better than you. And I don't just mean that in business, right? 
If you want to be spiritually better, get around somebody who's more spiritual than you. If you want to be emotionally better, get around people who are emotionally better than you. If you want to get around people, if you want to be smarter, who's smarter than you? You want to be wealthier, wealthier. Who are your role models in that? And then focus on, here's a really big takeaway. Focus on especially what that role model, mentor, whatever you want to call them, did in the stage you are in now. So it's really cool to watch what they're doing now at where they are, but ask them, okay, what did you do when you were stuck at rank six and you got to rank seven? What did you do when your marriage was crap and now you've got this marriage that's like world-class? What did you do when you're, you felt like you were the worst parent on earth and now like everybody asks you for parenting advice? What did you do? Not, wow, you're amazing now. I want to be just like you now. Step by step by step by step by step in every aspect of your life.